for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Ted Wynn, who covers the NFL for the Athletic, about the pending NFL free agency right around the corner. Now, they set the hard cap for the NFL, the salary cap, officially set at $182.5 million. That's, of course, down from where it was last season. Teams have a week from Wednesday to get under that salary cap, so it should be a hot and heavy beginning to this free agent period. And the 49ers have some decisions to make. Kyle Juszczyk, Trent Williams, Jason Verrett, many guys have got to figure out whether or not they'll be returning in 2021 all stuff we can talk about with ted Nguyen, who joins me next it's friday march 12th always fun when we can talk football with ted Nguyen. covers the nfl for the athletic ted i was thinking about you earlier and i know you're a big film guy i was wondering is this a time of year where you get really excited about free agency or are you more excited about draft stuff and, and prepping for players that are coming out man it's a balance of of both there were times where i was just focused on the draft and Free agency was kind of an afterthought, but this season, Athletic is putting a lot of emphasis on covering free agency, so I'm like bouncing all over the place, watching film on guys that don't typically watch, and I'm still trying to catch up on these draft prospects, so uh, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's even busier than it is during the season, which you don't usually expect, but I mean, a lot of fans are really interested in content during the free agency draft period because... The NFL is selling hope. They're hoping their teams get better and you do it through the free agency in a draft. Dude, that might have been the most like philosophical thing could have ever said about the NFL. The NFL is selling hope. And that's what we're <laughs> looking at with the draft and free agency, dude. So, And what's funny is, and you're a part of this, there's so much content out there now and, and people want to get so into the systems and the, the data of, of which plays their teams are running and the systems in which their teams are running. Now there's a lot of ways for you to sort of pick apart this free agent market and decide which player fits best where and maybe which team is finding the best value out of each player, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've seen so many big ticket free agents kind of not work out. And it's difficult for the, for those big ticket free agents to work out because these teams are having bidding wars on these free agents. There's so many questions that have to be answered. Do they fit in this new city? Can they take on a more expanded role? Can they fit in a new scheme? And you don't know those things until they actually come. And then they come in with this huge price tag. And it's really hard to live up to that price tag. So that's why good teams don't build through expensive free agents. We've seen this with the 49ers over the last few years. You know, John Lynch comes in with Kyle Shanahan and they had a whole bunch of money to spend and they used that kind of to get the team back on its feet. And then obviously through the draft is where they try to try to hit some of their big market players or end up with some big talent. And then you sprinkle in some high risk free agents. And it's kind of where I want to hit on with you. You had a great piece earlier this week. And now that the salary cap is set, did you have your Twitter notifications on or did you set the, the, uh, the date on your calendar? Were you all excited to find out that the salary cap for the NFL has been set at 182 0.5 million. Is that kind of where you expected it to be? Yeah, that's where I expected it to be. I, th I think I was hoping that it might be a little higher. I think teams were hoping it, it would be a little higher, but that's what it's set at. And it, it makes for a really interesting free agency period. I've never seen anything like this with so many quality players on a market. Then you have teams that can't spend as much and you have to, you know, teams like the Saints just desperately trying to create space. It's going to be an unprecedented free agency period. And so I'm wondering, do you think, and obviously throughout this offseason, we've seen tons of quarterback talk and trade talk, maybe more even trade talk that we've seen in recent years for, for big name quarterbacks. But I assume the salary cap now being set is going to uh, iron out some of these trade rumors and obviously free agency is about to hit. So I'm wondering, are you anticipating like a more active free agent season or is it going to be a much more careful free agent season? Because as you mentioned, a lot of these teams who are 
close to being right under the salary cap or have a little bit of money to spend, you don't know that you want to mortgage your future here coming out and giving out a, a major deal for a guy who's one play away from hampering your your salary cap for maybe the next four or five years. So are you anticipating an active or a slower free agent market? I think day one is going to be the same. Those big ticket guys are going to get their money. I mean, we saw J.J. Watt you know, get a $16 million per year contract from the Cardinals at his age after only getting five sacks last season. Sacks aren't the only numbers, but just watching him, he just he's not the same player. And to get $16 million, I think, signals that teams are still going to be willing to spend on those big money free agents. But I think they're going to be a lot more careful about those day two, day three guys. Let's get into some of the value players here. And you had a great piece where you went uh, sort of tier-based. I know Shield Capadio, who covers the NFL and the Philadelphia Eagles for The Athletic, kind of went through and did a tier-by-tier breakdown of all the best available free agents at each position. And the one that stuck out to me, obviously, because we're here in the Bay Area, is Jason Verrett. You identified him as like a, a high-risk but a good value play potentially on this market. I think that's a guy the 49ers look at, say, hey, we kind of struck gold on him. He had a really good comeback season. Former first-round draft pick of the San Diego Chargers and local kid from being here in the Bay Area, but the 49ers looking at, at where they are in a little bit of salary cap pressure here, I think being close to up against the cap. They're probably going to let Richard Sherman walk. Got to figure out what to do about Trent Williams. Talk to me about Jason Verrett and why you find so much value in him, but why he may also be a high-risk player after a bounce-back season. Yeah, I mean, Jason Verrett, after his sophomore season in 2015, it looked like he was going to be one of the best corners in the league, and because of various injuries, he just has not played for extensive time until 2020. And when he finally did get extensive time with the Niners, he ranked 7th out of 106 qualifying corners in yards per snap allowed in man coverage. He played bump and run against some of the best receivers in the NFL and limited them. He is kind of that borderline, even though he's not at that level of 2015, he's kind of that borderline shutdown corner that you can trust on an island against some of the NFL's best receivers. And that's a highly valuable skill. But it's just the fact that he had so many injuries year after year that it's hard to trust him and give him a multi-year contract. I think he's probably going to take another one-year contract, maybe a two-year deal that's heavily incentivized. I think it's going to take a couple of consecutive seasons of him being healthy for teams to trust him with a long-term contract. So I think just the fact that he has to approve it again makes him a high-value free agent. I don't think teams are going to be lining up to offer him big money. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Yeah, and I think that's what you're looking for. Sometimes that's where you find the best value, and we're seeing this uh, you know, on the baseball side with the San Francisco Giants just keep grabbing guys who have been injured for their entire careers and hoping they can find some value there. And as you mentioned, Jason Verrett paid off. 49ers had a couple of guys do that this year that they picked up on some cheap deals. Kerry Hyder Jr. is another one who comes to mind. I'm thinking about Kyle Juszczyk, and that's a guy who it's going to be tough for the 49ers to retain. However, I don't know that you can come up with like three tiers for fullbacks and free agents in the NFL. There just aren't very many of them. What do you think a market for a guy like Kyle Juszczyk is? And do you think we're trending in any sort of offense just based on the Kyle Shanahan offenses, the Sean McVay offenses, the Zach Taylor offenses? Are we trending into a place where the fullback is going to become more and more valuable, you think? And also, what's the market for a guy like Kyle Juszczyk? I think the value of fullbacks have definitely gone up in the last few years because of Kyle Shanahan and his system kind of spreading around the NFL. You know, I don't think it's going to ever take a, a dramatic increase. But I think use check his services are 
there's going to be a few teams calling just because there's so many teams running this Kyle Shanahan type of offense now and having a fullback that can block like Kyle and be a downfield threat like Kyle is going to be extremely valuable. But I think the Niners are also kind of lucky that he's a free agent in this particular offseason because you see a lot of the, uh, the lower positional value guys are getting cut. I don't think teams are going to be offering these type of positions a lot of money. So I think that increases the chance that uh, check comes back to the Niners. Wow. Uh, that, I mean, that would be fantastic if they could figure out a way to, to bring him back. And then also I mentioned Trent Williams to you, 33 years old. He missed all of 2019. And we saw the training videos with him last year, like him and him and uh, Adrian Peterson. He's doing the box jumps. And you're like, dude, how does a guy that big <laughs> do a box jump that high? It's incredible. But he's looking at a, at a huge contract. People are talking David Bakhtiari money, $23 million a year is what he got. I mean, he could end up being one of the top paid, if not the top paid left tackle in the NFL. But as I mentioned, 33 years old, he's dealt with some injuries. What'd you think about his film this year? What'd you think about how he did with the 49ers and where he fit in? Do you think there's any risk to making him one of the top paid, if not the highest paid left tackle in the NFL? I think there's risk whenever you're dealing with a player that's up there in age. But as far as athleticism and what he showed on the film, I, I mean, you know, he, he showed that he's still one of the best left tackles in the NFL. You know, he's a top five type of left tackle. And for a position that is that highly valued and him playing that well, he's, he's going to be expensive, but he just fits this system so well. I think he really loves it here in San Francisco in Kyle's system. And, you know, I listened to the, the Richard Sherman podcast with him. He basically talked like he was still a 49er. So I think he's going to be back and I, I think should be paid like a top tier left tackle, but there is definitely some risk just with his injury um, history and, and his age. But as far as performance, if he's on a field, he's, he's worth every penny. It's great getting into these guys, especially because the 49ers have to figure out what they're going to do. I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but is there a, another place you think the 49ers really need to go as far as somewhere they need to dip into? And obviously there's the draft coming up, but as far as free agency goes, you think it's only about retaining some of these players? Or is there another spot you think highlighted? Is it offensive line? Is it in the secondary that maybe in addition to trying to bring back a Jason Verrett or a Trent Williams or a Kyle Juszczyk, is there anywhere else you think they need to go or that they need to improve in the NFC West in 2021? They got hit by the injury bugs so bad last season that I think maybe perception of the roster being weak is incorrect because when they're healthy, they still have one of the best rosters in the NFL or at least one of the more well-rounded rosters in the NFL. But I think they were so good with the four-man pass rush in their Super Bowl year and there's some question to what's going to happen with their pass rush Coming this season, obviously, uh, Nick Bosa is going to be back. Who knows what's going to happen with other guys? They want a, f- a strong four-man rush, and I think they could add another pass rush to that mix. You know, you mentioned all those guys. I noticed that DeForest Buckner uh, wasn't one of those guys who's coming back, no? No, no, I don't think he's <laughs> back, unfortunately. <laughs> he ain't walking through that door. Hey, uh, I appreciate the time today, man. Thanks so much for stopping by. It's always fun when we can talk football, and uh, we'll catch up with you again when we get closer to the uh, to the NFL draft. There's going to be some film stuff we're going to have to talk about, so keep selling hope, man. Keep doing that duty at the NFL. I love that line by you. So, uh, we'll catch up with you later, Ted. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. Great stuff from Ted. I I really do think that was a great way to phrase the NFL, especially when it comes to the NFL draft. They are selling hope, and certainly in the free agent market, you're looking for some of the same stuff. Could be sort of funky this year with how teams, as you mentioned, teams like the New Orleans Saints have to figure out how to get under that cap already releasing Emmanuel Sanders on Wednesday. By the way, also pretty good job by us getting through the podcast and not even mentioning Jimmy Garoppolo. How often does that happen this offseason when talking about the 49ers? 
Thank you to Ted. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is you're listening to us. The Giants break camp a week from next Friday to get ready to go up to Seattle to take on the Mariners. We'll get into some baseball stuff with the A's and the Giants next week, as well as a look ahead to March Madness. All sorts of betting trends, angles, and teams you should be following until the games get going next week. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.